Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 93. We got myself, Graham, Cody, Richie, and Luke, uh, just the four of us today, and I think we're just talking mainly about uh, Roush Prep, which is a fast approaching, by the time you get this, we'll be probably on our way over there, and there's a lot to get done still. Uh, as of recording this, um, a lot has been done, but a lot still to get done. Um, so I think we're mainly going to just focus on 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 that bit, what's been done, how people are prepping for it, and uh, you know the work that I'm doing on uh, both my Jeep and Sean's Jeep, his new buggy thing that we've been building. Um, so I think there'll be a bunch of stuff to talk about there. Luke's been working on his tow rig. Uh, I still vividly remember him calling me, saying, "Oh, I don't know, if I'm gonna make it to Roush. I lost a body mount or two body mounts," and I was like, "Ah, that was uh, a shit show. We can get into that later." I know. I just figured I'd give a little teaser there. Um, Richie, you're not coming to Roush, but you are coming to Good Evening, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, and Cody, are you bringing your Jeep if you go? I know you're still on. Yes. The bus, but yes, yeah. Cool. Absolutely, yeah. I will be there with the rig, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Very convincing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I sounded. I convinced myself for a second there. <laughs> how how would you be getting your rig down there, Cody? Oh, just with my truck. I'll just take my truck down. Oh, you, your truck's back up and running? Uh, yeah, I drive it every day to work. Oh, fuck, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Last I heard it. The last I heard, you were having issues with that knock sensor. Oh, boy, yeah, no, I wouldn't let that stop me two and a half years later. So, no, it's, it's probably only been, like, a, about a year and a half now since then. Yeah, I just, it, so with those knock sensors, yeah, we've talked about it before. I'll go through it really quick. Um, They rust. Uh, when water gets in there, they rust and kind of get all fucked up. But once you keep driving it, it's like, a sh- you know, the Chevy way. You just pretend it doesn't exist, and the Chevy's like, fuck, you're right. It doesn't exist, and then it keeps going. Fucking god, that's amazing. So you yeah, didn't I didn't realize that. It just fixed itself. Fuck no, I didn't do anything to it. Yeah, it just fixed itself. It was solid. Yeah, nothing to nothing to think about now. Water under the uh, no, I bet you, you just fucking. You, I bet you took the fucking. Uh, did you cut the plug and just put it on the one knock sensor that wasn't busted? God, no, that's way too much effort. Oh god, okay. At that, the knock sensor was like three dollars. <laughs> if I'm pulling the intake to cut the wires, I might as well put the new one in. Uh, you don't have to pull the <laughs> intake to cut the wires. The wires stick out past the intake because it has to go to wherever it goes. Technically, uh, at least on the right. older ones, if you have a knock sensor problem and you're really fucking cheap and really fucking lazy, you can just cut the uh, the sensor wire or the actual feed line because it doesn't read both. Um, you just called me. You just said that you expected me to be cheap and lazy. Fuck yes, you. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it doesn't read both knock sensors at the same time so you can just tell it to you can just reroute the the data feed cable from the original from you so you can have both data feeds off of one knock sensor it's stupid oh no shit uh, huh. yeah that's um very cool very and cool very, very roush related uh yes <laughs> yeah Lots of fun. Uh, it is it is Roush related if the sensor goes bad on the way down there. Oh, yeah, you just make sure you bring your uh, butt connectors. As you walk them through it. <laughs> bring your snips, your butt connectors, and your wire strippers. It's all you need. 
Done. Got him quick. in my back pocket. Take the intake <laughs> out, no fucking shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something else. <laughs> uh, That'd be the easiest thing going wrong. If that if that's the only thing that goes wrong, that'll be simple. I'm game. You yeah. ain't kidding. Just fucking it's drive it the rest of the way on limp mode. It's fine. So, Graham, have you even, like, pulled your Jeep in to look at it, or is it just sitting outside sad and neglected in the parking lot? Uh, it's sad and neglected in the parking lot. I have been, you know, there's not really a ton that it needs. Um, I just haven't been able to pull it in because of the other things we have in the shop. Uh, you know, that's par for the course if you have, I'm not going to call a it a brain. business, but if you work on other people's shit for money, uh, generally that stuff takes priority because you're getting paid to do that. So mine is sitting outside, uh, sad and neglected, missing a window, but it's fine. Um, it doesn't really need a ton to be fixed. I have all the pieces to do it. I need to swap out the clutch cable or the clutch um, master or slave cylinder combo. I have a new one in a box. It's ready to go in. Uh, it was pretty I, quick when we did it. It was less than 40 minutes for us. Yeah, not even. I've, I've done it so many times uh, just because of, uh, not that many times, a few times, but uh, it's only four bolts. The routing's the hardest part. Uh, I'm not concerned about that taking any time. I have, you know, as we've talked about in previous episodes, uh, my brakes haven't been amazing since I did the whole front axle swap. I'm not sure why because it used to be fine. I'm thinking, and me and Jacob have sort of been uh, toying with the idea, especially because we're looking at Sean's as well, is uh, for whatever reason, it seems like the push rod in the new booster that I put in is shorter than the original. Or I bought the wrong one, or something changed there. Uh, and that may be causing our problem. So we need to build an extension for the push rod on the booster, okay. potentially, uh, to That's get it to... Weird. Yeah, I don't know why that was the case. I know, Luke, I think I called you because I was like, this is the right year for this, right? Like, I'm not going crazy. This should just work. But mm -hmm. apparently it's not um, working right now. So I'm not sure 100% how I'm going to extend it. Uh, if anybody has any suggestions, hit me up. I'm not... JB Weld. Rebar. I was I was thinking a little tiny bolt with the threads. That's the most in there. common. Yeah, um, so that may be what I do. I don't know. Um... You I could just tap it, and then the it could be adjustable. Well, <laughs> instead of welding, it holds it again. Just wait, wait. That's the thing. It's a new booster. Yes, I put a new booster on the Cherokee. Did you spin the rod out to adjust it to begin with? Uh, so not on the original one, but when we, I have a whole new setup because remember that booster was in question. It's making hissing noises internally. There's something wrong with it. Uh. I believe there's something wrong with it uh, as well. I don't think it's the main issue. I think it's just part of a problem here. Um, but on the new booster that I have to put in to replace the shitty booster that is apparently leaking, brand new out of the box, uh, and and a new master, because my master is not... Um, uh, it doesn't. It's not bleeding properly either. It's, it's just not working right. And based on what I've seen. Uh, and maybe that's all related to this push rod being wrong, and I have all these new parts for no fucking reason. Either way, I've got a new one set up. It's already bled. I'm putting it in there, so I don't have to worry about fucking bleeding it on the truck. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna... I, when we put those two together, it doesn't seem like the push rod's the right length. And you can't adjust that, but you can't adjust it enough. We've already done that. So, 
Oh boy. Uh, we we got to fiddle around with that. And I know you're supposed to test the push rod length with vacuum applied to the booster. You need to put like 15 pounds of vacuum or 10 pounds of vacuum to the booster to actually get the proper depth on this thing when it's running. Um, that's just what I read on the internet. I could be completely wrong. Uh, but that's that's what I've heard. And it, there's it's 50-50. People are like, oh yeah, I didn't do that and it worked fine. And then people are like, oh well yeah, I needed to do that otherwise it didn't work. Uh, and it wasn't oh, the right God. depth. So I don't fucking know. Brakes are you know, always fun. Such a simple thing that there's so many ways to fuck it up uh, once you get mm -hmm. into the whole pedal push system. So, yeah. Uh, but I'm not, again, that's four, five bolts to put all that on and then two bolts for the master onto the booster. I just need to make sure that's right because I'm really tired of having minimal to no braking. It's not cool at all. Um, and then leaf springs. I, I need to, my shitty mounts that I built in order to get to Tennessee are starting to already show their problems. I figured ugh, figured that would be the case. That's fine. I ordered uh, the Iron Man relocation brackets, and they, they, they look pretty nice. I think they'll, they'll work well for um, getting things mounted the way I want. I'm probably going to have to modify them because my frame's stiffened, but, and I don't think those are set up to stiffen. I don't know if they can build that to work with it or a stiffener that's already there. I've heard that you can call them and have them do it. I didn't have time. I just ordered them. I'll just cut them up to what I need. Um, and then when I do that, I need to relocate the shackle in the back because that's the other problem I'm having with my leaf spring setup right now is I did not have time to refabricate a, a, a shackle mount behind where the factory location uh, or not I moved the leaf spring five and a half inches backwards for the stretch mm -hmm. that I did yep. and in the front, but in the back, the furthest hole I could get um, to maintain the same distance that I used to have with the factory-ish locations that I was running uh, with the no lift relocation brackets and whatnot, I could only go back two inches. So I've got three inches of leaf spring getting compressed and doing stupid shit. So the ride quality in the back sucks, which I've bitched about plenty of times. Uh, we won't go into that too, too much. But either way, I'm going to try to... Hopefully I have time to relocate that. And then my traction bar ripped off. I have new mounts for that. I just need to weld those onto the axle and then they'll be fine. Um, and I need an exhaust because mine's bent into a million pieces. But that's my Jeep. There's not <laughs> much more to do on that thing. Honestly... Like I said, or maybe I, ha I haven't said it. I took the whole, all next week off, so I'll have some time. JB's going to be pissed because he wanted to put my Jeep on his trailer Sunday, but that's not happening. No fucking shot. So This Sunday? <laughs> yeah. What? Yep. He's got a whole fucking week. I know, that's what I said. What are you Sunday? talking about? You'll be lucky if you get it at 5 a.m. on Wednesday. Uh, that's a, what the fuck? Yeah. So. Wait, wait, you guys are leaving Wednesday? No, 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 sorry, I meant Thursday. Oh, Oh, I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, goddamn. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm Mine's going to be close. Uh, I definitely have priorities on on what I would need to fix on it and what it would be nice to fix on it. Uh, like, if I have time, in the three days that I have uh, off to spend you know, time buttoning up Sean's shit and finishing my shit... I'd like to put my PRP steering wheel on that I've been sitting and looking at for the past three months. That'd be kind of cool. 
um, and just some other little shit. But again, I don't I don't know if I'm gonna have time to do all that. I need to get the 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 essentials done first. Um, That's fair enough. Fucking call Sean up and start cracking the whip. Have him do some of the work. Well, well, the problem is, is he's paying him to do the work. I don't think you can then just demand somebody to start doing their own work. Just <laughs> well, I mean, if they want to, uh, I don't know. Honestly, yeah. Honestly, it's... Uh, some a lot of the days that I'm just there by myself, where I can just stick headphones in and work, uh, and I don't get distracted. No offense to Jacob or to any of the tow guys, but when when it's just me in there working, I get so much shit done. Versus mm-hmm. if I've got other people in there working that I've got to work around, right? Sometimes, yeah. and and a lot of people don't understand that. They're like, "Do you want a hand? Like, we're gonna work on when you're working on my shit." Or like, I'd be down to help. It's like, well, depends how trust committed me, you are. Not even that. It's just other people. A lot of times when you're doing, you know, stuff that's very uh, focused work, like. Not saying that it's all focused work, but when I'm looking like doing tube work or anything like that, I don't. It's just easier to process when I don't have to work around other people. I don't know. That's just me. I don't. Uh, I get very distracted when other people are around, so it's tough. Uh, and I don't need a distraction from somebody who may not be. Uh, right, Jacob's one thing because you know we were together all the time on things, and you know sometimes it's nice having him there when I'm doing the tube work stuff because he'll point out and be like, that's fucking stupid. Like, don't do that. And sometimes he's right. <laughs> and then we don't do that. Um, or, you know, talk me off a ledge when I'm thinking of doing something really stupid and complicated and I don't need to be doing it that way. Uh, and just going with a more simpler approach. So there's, there's pros and cons to each, but, um, I generally get more done without uh, somebody else breathing down my neck in there trying to help or, you know, the you don't get lonely. Help. No, not at all. And uh, delegating work sucks too. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty bad at delegating work to people, so um, I just sit there, get it all done, and however long it takes, and send it out the door. That's the best way to work. There are exceptions, but uh, not a lot. Generally, the less help I have, the better for some of those things. Unless it's like, I. Uh, Fuck. I was going to say putting transmission in, putting the transfer case in, but I did both those fucking things myself, Jacob. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before it was no offense, no offense. Now it's just right under the bus. <laughs> just for the two I hear a little phone. Because I was, de- I was delaying putting the transmission and shit in because Jacob was, uh, he was busy. He couldn't come into the shop for uh, a few days. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll just wait till you come in. We'll, we'll heave the transmission in. And then the day he comes down for us to put this transmission in, he had to run and help uh, a friend of his who was uh, like a couple blocks over with a transmission not holding any fluid and for whatever reason it wasn't shifting and both of us were like it sounds like it doesn't have any, have any fluid in it and sure enough didn't have any fluid in it. Um, That'll do it every time. I know and he was gone for a couple hours and I was sort of sitting there and after an hour I was like fuck I'm just going to put this fucking thing in uh, and that's what I did. Um and then he came back, he's like, oh, you got the transmission in. I'm like, yep, yes, I did. All by myself. And then <laughs> the the, two of, or no, the 205, the doubler was, um, I was just tired of looking at that fucking thing on the bench. Um, it, it's been, that thing's been a nightmare. I think I posted something on my story, if anybody pays attention yeah, to that I shit. That. But, um, it, it's just a nightmare of a case, right? It's a 
It's the Chops 231 with the Dana 300 with an advanced adapter's output on it. And with JB Fab um, cable shifters. And it's just nothing fits like as it is out of the box. The JB Fab shifters, it's literally a kit. It's literally labeled uh, whatever brand that 231 conversion rock box thing is and Dana 300. It's like this, and I looked on the website to see because I was like, is this for this or is this just like Dana 300 twin stick shifter parts and rock box bracket for the rock box shifter? And it no, it says it's for both. Like it's a combination thing. And let me tell you, it was not a combination thing. I don't know. No, it wasn't the case because it was uh, hitting the rock box thing, the actual mount. Um, I had to grind. I had to A, redo that whole bracket that says it's supposed to work with both these things because it wasn't going to work with both the things. Um, I had to grind a bunch of shit off the advanced adapters plate because um, that's also totally been hacked up because... Uh, it was already cut when I was starting with it, and then we weren't doing the mechanical shifters, and the mechanical shifter that were in that was in there was all seized up. That had to get cut out. It was barely working. Um, and then with the bracket for the Dana 300, none of that shit would actually bolt to, or it wouldn't fit around the holes for the um, the front output, which is where it's supposed to mount because of the the Rockbox case. It was just in the same spot. They couldn't both be there. So I had to cut that bracket up, put it all back together. Oh, God. Uh, the, I think that's most of the external stuff. It's got some weird fucking chopped bolts to hold these lower plugs in. It doesn't have the, the bar that goes between the two shift rails to keep it from going into some stupid fucking high-low range at the same time. Uh, which Sean already knows about. He didn't. We didn't buy the detents and stuff for it, so you're just gonna have to not be stupid and shift it into dumb ranges, I guess. Uh, just a lot of really dumb fucking shit on that case. And I've, I've already. What is a them. dumb range? What would you consider a dumb range to be? Uh, or high low range, high range front, high. low range rear. Okay, uh, got gotcha, Just gotcha, make gotcha. how to make a case explode in two seconds. Yeah, that's how you do it. Um, I kind of want to see it happen though. Um. I've seen it where on 205s, when they've been had the home cut rails, and people have done that, it will literally just bind the case up, and the vehicle won't move. Yep. But it's just ratios, why would that matter? Uh, what? <laughs> that's I'm, like, I'm joking, that's like, I'm joking, I'm <laughs> joking, I'm joking. That came across as almost serious, and I got very <laughs> like, It's what? fine, the rear can be in high, and it's fine. It's it'll just I, make the ch wait. Is it gear chain driven? Gear, gear driven. It'll be fine. You just chip like a few putting a transmission in, in second and third gear at the same time. Like it's ugh, fine. No, <laughs> that's how you break all the teeth. You're in thirty second gear. <laughs> I do remember a while ago I was looking into some of the comp stuff and some of the comp stuff they actually will put the. Front and the rear into low yep. to help pivot the vehicle around corners and stuff. Really? Mm -hmm. On what case? Mm -hmm. I think that was on modified uh, 205s. Huh. I'm not saying it's a good idea, and I'm not saying anything. It's just one of those things that I saw on Pirate back in the a while ago. 
um, in the like we rock type section under super lightweight buggies. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just looking at those cases, and I don't, I don't know how you'd manage to do both, right? Because if you think about how those cases are set up, uh, it's the idler gear with two separate sizings of maybe it doesn't. I don't remember. I haven't taken a two thirty or a two hundred five apart in a hot minute, but. Um, I also might be wrong, and it might not have been that case. Right, you it only have, have six gears in those cases, or at least in the Dana 300, right? It's got the idler gear for high range and low range, um, and a neutral, obviously. Uh, well, not, not not on the idler, I don't think. I think it just runs on whatever the other is not using, if that's the case. But um, Oh, I'm, I'm going to butcher this, I already know. But, right, you have a high range in the front, High range in the back, and then high range for the rear output, and uh, and whatnot. And you have neutral in between that. And I don't see how you could put the front in high range and have the back. Oh, so I, I also I, can, my I, boy. I just I just fucking figured it out for myself. Uh, you, you definitely could do that, but you'd have to keep. Uh, Hold on, are we going to follow down the whole uh, oil cooler thing again if we continue this conversation, or... I was wrong. I'm just going to put that out there. I was wrong. It was talking about different, um, running different ratios in the front and rear. Oh, I just gotcha. Okay, yeah, so I don't uh, think you do yeah, that. So you could do something that would make it... And I could be totally wrong here, but just, like, talking through it, I actually, like, to, to do that, if you had a shift collar and you wouldn't be able to change... The, the range on the rear, uh, you would probably be stuck with, with either high range or low range, whichever one you picked. But then you could technically, if you made the the rear output a solid, unshiftable pattern, you could modify the case so you could make the front do something different and not blow the case up. But it would be weird, and it wouldn't be very useful for anything. Uh, <laughs> so I don't I don't know. Perfect. <laughs> now I want to now I want to see if I can. Uh, <laughs> Do what I don't oh, have a jump God, case. Scientist but... Graham over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so useless, but it's also kind of like, huh? It's like, yeah. There's literally no point. There's no point in doing that. Don't do that, people. Don't. <laughs> that. This was. This was a your fucking eco box, though. Yeah. Now we're getting somewhere, boys. <laughs> um, you say something, yep. Luke. No, my brain just short-circuited. Pay no mind to me today. Yeah, I know most people's brains do short-circuit when they uh, they want to when they hear about putting a cooler on a transfer case. <laughs> oh. Maybe I should. Yeah. Get would you problem. have to do? Would, would you have to do an inline filter or like an inline pump to actually get the fluid to go anywhere? Or? Uh, yeah, probably to actually circulate it to cool it down. You would. Um, I really, my fucking, really what I need is just a big-ass catch can that dumps it all back into the case, and that would be enough. Because it fucking, if I fill it up to factory spec, which I believe is a quart, and if I'm wrong, uh, call me out on it, people. But I'm pretty sure they take a quart, just one bottle of that uh, of gear oil off the shelf. I put 75, 90, what synthetic in the thing, always have. Because uh, that's what I'm pretty sure what they tell you to put in. You can put ATF in. Technically, if you're running a dual case, you should be putting the same fluid that you're putting in the first case in the second case, regardless of what it tells you to put in. 
because if it leaks, then you're going to have a mix of two different fluids. So why not just make it one fluid for both? So if it leaks, it doesn't matter because it's between cases, it's the same fluid. Um, I have never actually heard anyone doing that. Everyone that I have heard of doing that has generally put the ATF in the crawl box and the gear fluid in the other one. Well, may, that may be part of my problem then. Um, but I've always heard that it's you match the fluids because if there's a leak, uh, then you got a fucking mess. Not that it matters. Oil is oil in a in a transfer case like the 205 or, I mean, the EcoBox technic or the 231 technically takes ATF because it's just a lubricant, but. Uh, either way, ATF is more about hydraulic fluid, but yeah. I mean, it's it, it's just to lubricate. It's really all it does. Like you don't need to run a two thirty one can run on very little fluid as long as you're lubing the chain uh, with something. The chain in turn lubes the gears to some extent, and you keep those little plastic pieces happy. If there's no lube on those plastic pieces, they burn up, and then you're starting to put aluminum on metal or aluminum on steel. And then that breaks, and then your transfer case doesn't shift at a low range. So, or vice versa, depending on how you blow it up. But yeah, maybe that's maybe that's my issue, is I'm putting too heavy of a fluid in the eco box. But either way, it's always puked out on me, and then it overheats when you drive it 700 miles on the highway. And it destroys the... Um, and this is all just... Uh, theory because i don't have a camera in there i can't tell you what's going on but based on what i've seen it do it overheats those gears it bevels the fucking edges and then it pops out of high range on me uh i've since fixed it i haven't had a pop out of me yet but i also haven't driven it on the highway that much and i still don't trust it so i still hold that fucking shift lever engaged because uh when you're on the highway in a ship box and you suddenly lose all gears because your transfer case has popped into neutral and will not shift you can't shift it when you're driving like if you pop out of gear and you're on the highway you lose your brakes you're fucked like it's just not really a pleasurable experience to be in like that's that's has the potential to be very bad so um i don't i still don't trust it but it's probably good now um yeah but my thought process is it pukes all that fluid out of the vent hose it just dumps it out of there um Mm -hmm. I could put a catch can, so it catches all the fluid and dumps it right back in. So it would essentially be a cooling loop without fucking, you know, a a a res not a reservoir, a uh, Jesus, why can't I think of it? Um, you know, a, a cooler. It doesn't actually have a cooler. There you go. Yeah, I was Jesus letting you right. find that one. That was a couple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm just more wound up about the stupid fucking eco box. I mean, really great box and really simple to set up but uh i mean nobody tells you that you can't run it on the fucking highway with gear oil in it without it puking all of it out when you put the factory recommended amount in um i don't know maybe i'm just an idiot but uh i don't know nobody i've never heard of anybody else complaining about it but then i talk about it and people will be like oh yeah i've had issues with it not holding fluid or something like that uh, i have actually like people have actually said that but nobody says shit about this it, it just pisses me off right Right, they don't you tell advertise them, for off-road use. It's not like I mean, maybe they do. They probably do for liability reasons, but uh, right, it's just annoying. It just pisses me off. <laughs> Anyways, how else are you really, feel, Graham? Yeah, if I can get into it, old boy. <laughs> but yeah, Sean's Jeep Dana three hundred transfer case. Um, oh boy, I got way off track there. How long did I go on that tie ride for? 
We don't know. <laughs> I'll give it, you know, seven, eight minutes. Well, least. Luke, do you want to talk about your shit? Let me cool off, and then we'll come back to Sean's Jeep. Uh, if you want me to, I can. Um, so, I've been having a hell of a time with getting ready for Roush. Um, I had a laundry list of stuff I needed to do to the rig to... It wasn't, like, a lot of hard or complicated stuff, right? Um, but it was, like, just had to get done. And so I had budgeted out my time. I had ordered this stuff. I got my lines. I got the um, some tabs. Um, I got the tie rod ends. I had had them in the Jeep as spares, but I figured it was time to actually put them in the Jeep and all of that, uh, you know, try and correct my steering issue, because the when I bent the steering and I bent the track bar, yes, the track bar is still bent, but it's not bad. It's not kinked. It's just got a little bend in it. It's fine. I don't care. You um, bent your track bar. Yeah. I mean, I pre-bend my L track bars for huh? proper... I pre-bend my track bars for proper high alignment. Oh, no. When it fell at Roush, it bent the track bar. In which direction? Uh, two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. Um, but I hadn't like actually been working on the rig all that much in that area of the rig. It was never something I really looked at. Upward. It bowed. Um, bowed so upward. the track. What do you mean upward? Like towards the motor. It's a very was it, very. Was it flat to begin with? Yeah, yeah not smiley face. Yeah. It's like a little bit of a frown. Uh, so I spun it, and it's now a little bit of a smiley face. Um, and it bent the mount. So my steering's always been off to one side, and like every time I've wheeled it since, I've had a little bit more uh, turn to the... No, see. Was it bent because it hit the motor? Or is it bent because your force? Axle. Like, yeah, remember how it bent that rim? Really oh, bad. Oh, the side load. Okay. Yeah, the side load really? bent that. It I'm bent impressed. Out. Yeah, it's not a lot looking at it, and it's probably also more so the mount and the frame rail that's bent as well. But I tried to correct my steering and like restraighten my steering wheel. Uh, anyways, um, so I was order. I had all the parts set to do that. I had the bent tie rods in the Jeep. Um, and the weekend that I was, or the time that I was supposed to go and do that was like I was off that Monday and Tuesday because of my weird schedule. So on my way home on Sunday night from work, the um, I had had like this weird little creaking noise in the truck for a little while. Um, well, suddenly there, there was a really bad creaking noise and I saw something circular and round fly out from under the truck. That was my rear cab mount. My front cab mount had been gone apparently for quite a while. Dude, that's crazy. You have cab mounts on your Jeep? That's wild. No, on the truck. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, so, whatever. I, like... I was going to replace the blown out cab mount or the two blown out cab mounts. And I'm I was like, this is stupid. So I crawl under there with the fucking pry bar and the breaker bar. 
And I was able to get one of them loose. The rest of them I could not get loose. And I'm like, I'm working in the fucking gravel here. This is fucking stupid. Um, so I looked up how long it was supposed to take, and it was supposed to be a two-hour job. So I was like, I called up the local shop that I've used before, and they're like, oh yeah, just bring the truck down. I dropped the truck off. Um... Well, a week goes by, and I finally get the truck back. Uh, and it rides fucking phenomenal. Like, you could not tell me that it's the same truck as before. But that fucking... I lost a whole week on that, and I lost 1500 bucks because um, the trailer plug was... The ground wire had rotted out. So the ground wire on the trailer plug was bad they rewired the whole trailer plug rotated the tires um and then i had asked them to take a look at the rear brakes so they had pulled it apart because the sliders locked up on me again which was part of i don't know if it was related to my front brake failure but there was something weird going on with that so they did all of that stuff truck drives great cool um, and I finally got some time to go over to my buddy's place, and on my way there, the fucking trailer brakes died in the middle of a fucking rain squall, and the lights and everything on the trailer, like, just totally shit out. So, someone pulls out in front of me on the highway, because, like, it's not one of those... It's not a normal highway, it's like a county highway, so yep. there's a bunch of the side streets that connect to it, and I'm going to guess it was some little old lady that was just like totally wasn't paying attention. Well, ass end of the truck walks out from under me, I ended up rolling into it, uh, like the gas, and cutting the steering wheel back over to try and grab the truck so the trailer wouldn't, like, y you get the picture. Um so I saved it, I got to my buddy's house, and I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. I know the trailer plug should be okay. Um, so I connected my buddy's 6-7 to the truck because my girlfriend was babysitting their kid, or to the trailer, I'm sorry, and it didn't light up either. So I'm like, alright, whatever. It's gotta be bad grounds. The rain squall passed, and so I started, like, pulling all the lights off and cleaning all the grounds and everything. Well, I get up to the front marker lights, and there's an access hole for the uh, wiring to go in, but there's also a drainage hole. So I pop this light out, and there's a fucking hornet's nest in there, right at the edge of the um, like trailer frame where it opened up to let the wiring come in. And those motherfuckers were not happy with me for disturbing them. Plus, they were, like, far from home and all of that. And um, so one of them stung me on the back. Another one, like, bit me in the arm. I ended up just reaching into the hole and crushing their fucking nest because fuck those assholes. Well, I have the entire wiring harness basically, like, hanging there. After all of that stuff goes on, I'm like, okay, cool. I'll just put it all back together, plug the truck back in, and nothing. Weird. So that was... Yeah. I finally got the bright idea to look at the trailer plug, and sure enough, the trailer plug was bad, and $17 later, or 
or mitt on that. So, so what I'm hearing is you got fucking stunned for nothing. I got stung for nothing, and I cleaned all the grounds up for nothing. Um, so it was like one of those days where it was on and off raining. I put the new trailer plug on there. I plugged the truck in, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go for a test drive. I called my buddy's dog over because they're at a concert in Knoxville, and the dog loves going for a ride in the car. So I was like, okay, the, cool. The dog we'll found it. the problem, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. She's a good girl. Dogs. Um, so we go for a rip down the road. I forgot to touch the trailer brakes and back them off. So they're maxed out. And it starts raining as we're going, and like I haven't really laid into the brakes that much. It's it's downpouring. I tap the brakes, and the fucking whole trailer goes right to the opposite side of the road because I forgot to dial it back, and apparently the connector has been failing for quite a while. So, oh my god! I almost jackknifed the truck twice in one day. Um, I got back and parked the truck. Parked the uh, trailer in its spot and went and watched a movie because I was just done. Yeah. And then the next day, I welded up my limit strap mounts. Um, I got the wrong ones shipped to me. They were supposed to be double shear, and they shipped me single shear mounts, so that's cool. But I don't have the time for uh, shipping them back and getting the right ones, you know. It's getting single shear limit strap mounts for now. And uh, I swapped my tie rods and all of that out, and I was able to break one of them with a sledgehammer and a vice be without a lot of effort. Um, the one that was bent on the eye rod was really fucking weak, and it was definitely time to get that thing replaced. It's been looking it sad for a while. Yeah, it was cracked through the top section of the hole. Oh, huh. So, I'm kind of amazed it didn't open up. And that that's about it. I have to grease trailer brake or bearings, not brakes, um, and <laughs> re-bleed the truck's brakes before I leave for Roush, but, you know. That ain't bad. You're pretty much all set to go, man. Are you excited for the drive? I'm not worried about it. I'm just gonna just gonna do it. Like, it is what it is, right? You guys drove all the way down to Tennessee. I can do the 12 hours to Pennsylvania. Oh, yes, you can. Lucky is, bastard, uh, it's nothing. Is Mo going? Nah. No? School started um, this week, or last, I'm sorry, last week. Um, so she doesn't want to take off Thursday and Friday. We would She would be off on Monday, but she just doesn't have the personal time due to the way that their contract's set up this year. Yay. Yeah, it makes sense, though. Yeah. The teachers the are kind it, of important. Yeah, especially early yep. on in the year, right? Yep, and it's set up in a manner where they accrue PTO. They don't get vacation time because they get three months off paid. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, all right, well, it is what it is, I guess. And since she worked over the summer, she got time and a half for the time that she worked over the summer on top of normal time. So it was like two and a half times the pay. Hmm. Oh, fucking solid. That's yeah. 
Um, and that's that's been my endeavor. It's been great. Um, yeah, I I fucking hate hornets. Like, <laughs> despise them. Nobody blames you for that. I'm sure there's not not many people out here that are like, you know, what my favorite animal is a, a hornet. hornet. <laughs> I want to just snuggle up with them all night long. That just sounds. Listen, I mean, some of them look pretty fucking goddamn cuddly. Yeah, like a bumblebee, sure, but not a goddamn hornet. Those things look like bony little creep, like creepy things. Oh, they're not even bony; they're exoskeleton-y. So you want to get <laughs> into the moonshine debacle? Sure, hit us with it. Um, I uh, like I said, I was getting the moonshine for everyone or to bring up there. So it's off of County Road. I think it was. 802 and so are you are you like snitching on your supplier right now you're giving away his fucking address the fuck is I'm going changing on in the fucking road numbers okay 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 county uh, road well yeah I mean, i'm telling him it it don't matter um that much so you know it's off in one of those little podunk towns and um like the population somewhere around 600 so to go and pay for this stuff because it you know i ended up drinking what i had um at a yeah that's another story and that's not podcast related but um i'm driving down this little dirt road which goes to a smaller dirt road which then goes to this like long winding driveway to an RV, and to get to this RV to drop the money off, the fucking branches are, like, hitting my mirrors. And let me tell you, that was a sketch fucking thing. All for alcohol. All for alcohol. <laughs> that's well, so... That's- how is it? Is it good? Is it bad? You know, does it taste like crap? Are you excited to drink it? What's the What's the verdict? Um, you ever drink, like, the juice that you'd get out of, like, a, the can of peaches? Um, uh, yeah. It, it's kind of like that, but a little bit less sweet, and it doesn't burn at all until it hits your stomach. Cool. And it's somewhere in the 140 proof range, so we should have quite the good time. I'm excited to give it a try. Sounds like a good time to me. Sounds like a pretty mild night to me. Oh, yeah. Mild. He's just a party animal dad over there. <laughs> yeah, <Right>, Richie? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Graham, how's Sean's rigs? Uh, other problems going? Is that It doesn't have any problems. We're like, we're putting it together at this point. And everyone's like, I mean, if you look at where it sits right now, it looks pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. It does look kind of bad, but it really isn't. Um, it, all of the little bullshit um, busy work is is about done. Uh, wh- what's left is building the links uh, and installing those on the axles and putting the coilovers in. The coilover mounts for the rear are already set. I've got to build some shock hoops for the front, but I'm, I'm still... I've got plenty of time and I'm not I'm not going crazy with the with the with the shock hoops that are there. It's also not 
going to be as complicated as mine just because he doesn't have as much shit he's cramming into the front. I crammed all my crap into the front and had the AC and all that other stuff. I pulled all that shit out, uh, right? I pulled the motor out, all that extra crap. So there was a lot of extra work uh, involved because I took everything out of the engine bay to do mine to address other problems. I'm not going to have that issue with this one. I'm just going to build shock hoops, do a crossover bar. Uh, it's already got two all along the outside. It doesn't need anything more there. So That's sick. Really that what makes I'm, everything so much easier. I know. So really all I'm waiting on right now is um, you know, to actually put it on its own weight is Heim's from Rough Stuff, which shipped. I actually ordered and yeah, I actually ordered two boxes, two different. I I bought two separate orders of shit. I bought my shit uh, for my Jeep that I needed from them, and then I bought um, another thing. And this was at slightly different times. I think there was like a day difference, but it was both days were over a weekend, so they both were being worked on at the same time. Uh, the second one was the Heim's, uh, and I I had ordered that second. But, or no, I ordered that one first, actually, and it actually shipped first. Uh, so I ordered all the Heims that we need to make the thing. Uh, those shipped. Great. A couple hours later, the next day, the other order shipped. And I got the second order of my shit, but I have yet to receive the Heims. And I don't, it's not Rough Stuff's fault. Um, there, they shipped it out really fucking fast, but uh, USPS is fucking me right now, and I have no idea where the Heims are. All I know is the order is delayed and I don't have them yet and I can't see where the fuck they are but they assure me it's going to the next location but it's been about four days since uh, the other package arrived and I'm still sitting here with no fucking himes so I need to call up the USPS there is no number and I'm going to sit on hold for about two hours I guarantee you before I actually talk to someone But uh, you're an IT hack their system and get a direct line that's not how that works. They don't have a direct line because nobody fucking works. That means you suck at IT. Do the hackery things. No. Um, I'm even better at it Yeah, so either way, that's <laughs> frustrating me. Um, uh, metal is fucking expensive. That's been no fun to deal with. Um... But, I mean, as far as links and stuff go, that's that's all ready to go in. Um, we were going to do two and a quarter for the lowers and uppers, front to rear, but just with the price of shit, like, uh, I opted to just do the lowers and the two and a quarter. We already have links that are close to the right size. I'll cut them down and um, salvage the insert out of them and shorten them to make the upper links. Uh... It's probably what I'm gonna do tonight. Actually, get that all sorted out. I have all the all the link measurements are done. I have ride height set. We have marks on the lift to keep the thing where it needs to sit. Like it, there's not much there. The floor, on the other hand, uh, we're gonna see how much time we have to um, to close that up because it's just this massive gaping fucking hole with uh, floors that are basically seam sealed in. Like they're not, they're some they're attached in some places, but a lot of it's just seam sealer, and it just isn't doing much. Um, so I'm building probably a couple tube mounts to mount the seats on, because they actually slugged the the original guy who built the buggy, um, slugged two by four steel into the 
unibody rail and it attaches to the stiffener and it's pretty well oh, done oops. and the original old seat mounts were on that uh the seats we're putting in are a little different and the seat mounts that were in there were kind of i'm not going to call them chintzy like they were decently fabbed but they don't work with these seats so uh they need to come out and we need to put something more universal in um and then sheet metal the floor up but uh, that's the main, the main deal there. Uh, a couple hold downs here and there for fuel cell and just button up the wiring on the motor. It's all in there, but we need to, you know, just put it away. It's all apart still right now because of the lack of shock hoops. So as soon as I have the shock hoops done, that stuff can sort of go in and, um, and we'll have a runner. That's and, sick. Yeah, I mean, it's... We're, 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 even though it doesn't look like it, we're, we're nearing the finish line on it. Um, it, it's just a matter of, you know, I'm going to have to throw in some late hours, which I've already been doing, uh, on the thing to get it done in time just because of, uh, how it's going. Oh, the other thing that we're missing is hydro. Uh, he bought a bunch of stuff from radial dynamics, which I'm actually super excited to take a look at. Uh, he bought a pump and a reservoir from them which should be here by the end of the week. If it doesn't get in in time, I already told him, I'm just putting the steering box and the hydro assist back on the fucking thing. It's going wheeling. So uh, we'll, we'll see what ends up coming in. I'm really hoping the radial dynamic stuff gets in on time so I can throw that in. Probably, I think he said it might be here Friday. So if that's the case, then I'll put it in over the weekend and it'll be good to go. And then there'll be nothing left, right? So I got a couple more days to sling some tube. Hopefully those fucking Himes come in or I gotta call them and be like, what the hell? Because uh, mm. I mean, the Himes are really my biggest issue right now. And I, I got lucky. Usually you go onto barns or rough stuff and it's like, they'll have left-hand Himes or right-hand Himes, but they won't have... You can't get both. They're, they're always sold out of one. and Or at least Barnes has been. Barnes is you know my go-to because shipping is more consistent because they're not shipping across the fucking country. But um, they only had left hands, I think. They had no right hands. Oh, so, God. I mean, I don't know if Rough Stuff had just gotten a shipment of Himes, but I ordered like 14 of the fuckers. So, um, <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild right now. Like, just getting simple things that you think should be easy have been rough. And I have been, I don't want to say I've been looking for, looking to get Himes for a while, but. You know, every time I looked, it's like they didn't have one. Like, even when I was building my Jeep, like, it's just... The, the supply is just not there right now, which sucks. Mm -hmm. So, I was impressed that I was able to get seven of each uh, direction of thread in the inch <laughs> a quarter. I do have a question for you regarding the... Did you, what, did you, what did you say was in the unibody? It was tube steel, or what What was it? Uh, Two by four. Tube. Two by four Why would okay? A, how the fuck did they get it in there? B, well, it sticks it out. Specifically, you can see it. Uh, if you look at any picture I've posted of it, which I don't think there are any up right now, but um, does it come up through the floor? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I was I was a little confused because I was trying to figure out like if this was for a rigidity thing or what it was, but that that it makes comes more up sense. through the floor and the whole back half of the buggy, which still looks like a Cherokee to some extent, it still has the factory floor, is made out of two by four. And there's cross okay. in there. It's very stout. Um, okay, okay. That attaches to that. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Now I'm, I'm getting it because I, I was 
really thrown off because again i still haven't seen this thing whatsoever so anytime i hear somebody just like throwing random pieces of metal in the unibody i'm like oh god here we go like what the fuck is this thing but no that makes the, sense. the buggy was well built i've just, uh, the what took the most time was just taking all the garbage off of it that the uh the guy who bought it off of him uh originally had put on um and I think we mentioned I don't know who the the guy who did the work on it after the original guy uh, Tyler had it, but and then Eric bought it Eric Goulet I believe or somebody whose name starts with an E I think um, bought it with the intention of building it never did so it kind of just sat so I mean it was just and just so many parts stripped off of it probably from various levels of ownership so it was really just getting it back to the beginning that sucked right like we had to take all the garbage out of it all the crappy shit that was in there before and the building stuff doesn't take me that long like i that's the enjoyable part uh sitting under the frame grinding and cutting brackets off that have been plug welded to the unibody stiffener that stuff sucks that's that's not fun so um I, i i enjoy doing doing the building part but the teardown of junk that other people put together is never fun but it's all part of the deal, and I'm gonna curse myself out if I ever change anything on my Jeep, and I have to. I'll be like, "Why the fuck did I make this like this?" Because it's such a bitch to take off, right? Uh, it's just part of the course. If you're working on something that already exists and is already a platform, like you, you save some time, right? Because you don't have to build a whole chassis, but you also don't. If you don't like something that's on there already, or it doesn't work for what you're doing, you got to take it off, and sometimes that's not easy. So. I mean, I, I can't fault you there whatsoever. Uh, that sometimes you win, sometimes you don't, though, with those situations. Yeah, and that's sort of, and I think I've talked to, I don't, we haven't talked about it on the podcast, maybe we have, know, we probably have, but you know, the difference between buying a buggy that somebody's built and building one from scratch, right? Everybody always says that, oh, you should just buy one that some, you know, that buy a pre-built one for 10 grand that's like you'll you won't spend that much money on like you can buy a buggy that's way more built than you can build one for and that's true but if you actually want to work on the thing and make it better and not just use it in its current state that's not always the case you i don't know if you could pay me enough to unfuck a buggy that's not built <laughs> how I, I want it like it it costs a lot of money, and you could ask Sean. Like he spent a lot of money on this green thing. Um, granted, it didn't have a lot to begin with, and it's going to be sick when it's done. It's going to work really well, but is it worth what he spent on it? Versus if he were to just buy all those pieces and put it in a, you know, build a buggy from scratch. I don't know. You could probably spend the same amount of money and get the same thing, versus buying a chip. really. In in his case, where you buy a chassis, yeah, the chassis was cheap, but all the other various components to it aren't right. Spend a couple grand on a on a on a I don't know if it was a couple. Say you spend a grand on the on the body, right? Already mm-hmm. caged, well done cage, uh, has some bits and pieces in it, has a motor in it, uh, all that stuff, right? You think it's a pretty good deal, and then you put axles under it from another buggy. It was it wasn't even like we were. They were already sort of there, right? Well, mm-hmm. none of the brackets were going to fucking work. They all have to come off. Put a truss on the rear axle. We're not putting a truss or doing much work to the front because it's a 50. So we're just going to, you know, 
we cleaned the tubes up and we're going to put the brackets on that fit for this axle, right? So you got to do all that. They're already geared. Like we didn't even spend money to gear them. They've already got 538s in them. Um, you wow. got to put tires on it. You got to put wheels on it, right? Um, he's got good brakes and stuff. We, stuff. we didn't even spend money on brakes. It's already in the old buggy. It already had decent calipers and uh, the unit bearings are kind of junky, but I have some on the shelf. Like I'm just going to use those. Like I don't, I don't need the O4 stuff anymore. So it's no skin off my nose if they disappear. Um, mm -hmm. what else? Like it's just, uh, and the doubler, rebuilding the doubler stuff. Cause it was all fucking hack. Like when I say meth lab <laughs> rehab, I mean it. There was like, it was leaking so bad. They had like plates of three sixteenths with a little rubber custom gasket that they made with a bolt that they had tapped a hole for to put around the shift, um, the existing shifter. Um, uh, they have the little donut O-rings um, to keep the fluid in the shift rail so it doesn't come out. They had a fucking gasket homemade bullshit over it. It didn't make any fucking oh, sense. God, uh, getting worse the more you got, talk like, about it. They've got like JB weld. Uh, welded on breathers on the top that all broke the fuck off. Uh, just stupid shit. And then he's got these, like, the strangest looking fill line things that just dangle. It looks like they've hit the exhaust and burned, and, like, it just looks like shit. And I think, I left those on there because there was nothing I was going to do about them, and they weren't hurting anything. They weren't leaking from them, but uh, they're just weird shit. Um, he already has drive shafts, too. Like, no drive shafts going into the thing. Uh, we did a little bit of work on the uh, the 300 to, you know, make it better. The aluminum top cover, uh, no 32 spline inputs. So when those blow up, he's gonna have to do those. Um, oh god! Or sorry, 32 spline outputs. Um, the you know the the actual shifter, uh, the triple stick on that because as cool as his other other setup was, as funny as it was, I guess I should say, right? It's just doesn't look as clean it's not really as it's functional but it's not ideal he had to like reach around the back of the transmission or to the other side of the transmission tunnel to shift the the 231 crawl box uh mm -hmm. <laughs> he had a lever or a little button or a, a sticker on it that said pull for low <laughs> it's just like this, <laughs> just this fucking lever that you pull on and it shifts it into higher or into lower range which is pretty funny uh oh god it cracked me up but now it'll all be on the triple stick right and uh, the JB Fab stuff isn't super expensive. I was I was impressed. The quality is pretty decent. Uh, minus the brackets not fitting, even though they advertised they did. It didn't take me too too long to just cut them up and make them do what they were supposed to do for this application. Um, the annoying part was the old advanced adapter stuff that it doesn't really need. So. And then what else? Uh, we put the dashboard from the old one in. Like, a lot of the stuff's just hand-me-down stuff from the other buggy that, you know, made sense to put in this buggy, which didn't mm -hmm. have... The old buggy didn't have a ton of stuff worth saving, but, like, this new chassis had no dashboard, no nothing, right? The other buggy did. Pulled all that crap out, put it in the new one. So it all... It has a functional cluster and all that stuff. Uh... Fuel cell from the blue buggy was better than the green buggies. It was like the gas in the green buggy's tank was all varnished. The cover doesn't come off well. It was, uh, and it looked like a two-year-old had plumbed it. So had to fix that. Um, what else? I don't know. It's just a lot of money and little bullshit, right? So even if you're getting a good deal on like a pre-built thing, like 
what if somebody doesn't know how to put coilovers on and they mount them in a stupid <laughs> fucking spot? Like, I've seen that. It's like, no, you don't mount coilovers to the top of a knuckle. That's not where they go. Like, Why not? Uh, I've I mean, seen I, that done on some rigs I where it's on the 05 pluses. Wait, see, like, on top of the knuckle as in letting it rotate? On, on, yes, the, on the knuckle to rotate. I've seen that. about on the... The C. Thing. No, no, That's no. what I was I'm, thinking. I'm talking but... about kingpin with the coilover or air shock, whatever it was, mounted on the fucking uh, oh, high steer mount. No. Oh, like, what the no. hell? And, like, just weird shit. Like, I mean, okay. That would it piss me off. It can work. It can. Oh, yeah, I have no doubt it can but work. That, like, Is you're just going to roast the, the seals. Yeah. yeah. It's probably going to roast the seals, too. What the fuck? And now you're putting extra stress on that. Um, kingpin high steer mount which is already like just bolted in to the top plate i've seen those oh, thread strip out of kingpins too if you put too much random crap on them so it's just not a i don't know i'd rather build it myself i'd rather spend 20 grand and build it myself than spend 10 and have to unfuck a lot of shit it's just more pleasurable that way Right, it's fun to build something and know it's done. Uh, maybe from a perspective of somebody who actually knows how to build stuff. Uh, it's circumstantial. Let's yeah. be honest. It yeah. really depends on what you're what you're looking to do and what the platform that you're given is like. Yeah, basically, towards, if you're so. gonna buy a buggy, you need to know what you're looking at. Unfortunately, most of the people who you know are being co coerced into buying a buggy, right, because it's a cheaper option to get into it, don't know what to look for, right? So you end up buying True. something that looks pretty good from ten paces. But then you get up close to it and you're like, what the fuck is that? Like, that's <laughs> not going to fly. Like, yeah, that doesn't hold up to actual wheel. Kind of like his blue Jeep in the nicest way. <laughs> uh, yeah, that blue Jeep was, was, uh, uh something. Was, was something else. I'll give you that. Hey, yeah. if it's actually Dom tubing in that cage, though, I told him just cut it up. You can easily get 600 bucks out of just like the little length of tube in there. Who said it was Dom? Oh, yeah. I mean, if the tubing is actually drawn over mandrel instead of like HRU or something, like yeah, it's it's worth some money right now. At least around, I'd I'd I don't know if I'd pay him six. Actually, that's true. You could like, probably like cut it up into like try to get like four foot sections out of it. There are a couple of good oh, sections yeah. for sure, uh, and then a lot of little one footers for for sure. Like that's all worth. And there's a lot of buggy there. There's a lot of tube in it. If it's all Dom. Which you know, I'm I, I'm very hesitant to say that it is, but if it is, then I mean it's all usable shit. I'd use it. I'd at least use it for like, you know, the little one footers. If you're trying to do a kicker here and there, like that stuff adds up. Absolutely. You don't those little lengths, and you got to chop big lengths. So if you've got a bunch of little stuff. So in a circumstance like that, how would you actually find out if it's dumb or not? Uh, Luke, help me out here. You're more of the metal guy. Um, they don't have a seam. No. Dom doesn't have a seam on it. You'll see a seam on the inside of HRU, I think. Yeah, hot rolled electro weld is going to have a visible weld seam and a feelable weld seam on the outside. Drawn over mandrel is not going to have that. Okay, that's good to know. Um... And, like, if you go to put a bung into it and it's got a inner seam, it's most likely a true. Alright, good to know. Um, I... 
I used to remember all this stuff a lot better, but essentially, due to the process that DOM has made, it ends up coming out to be about, I think it's 30% stronger. What flexes, it, it, it doesn't deform as much, right? And it also could flex back to its original position. There's some videos on YouTube of people comparing them. Like, you, they took a big chunk of it and they put a weight on the end. And the Dom <laughs> flexes more than the Atru, but it always it'll spring back for longer than if you put the same weight on Atru. It'll actually be more rigid, but then it will bend. I think is how that works. Yep. And then obviously it kinks more. And I know his sliders, like he smashed one of those sliders on that blue thing on a rock, and it fucking crumpled. So I don't know if that stuff's Dom. I think those may have just been junky sliders from that were welded on from a different piece, but, uh, I mean, I hope the whole cage is not made of that shit. Hopefully. We'll see. I think the plan is definitely to cut it up. And I could, uh, we'll see. Might do a trade for, uh, some, some metal off that thing if it is Dom for some of the work done, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, wouldn't mind the having a little plan. extra. Not the worst plan. But that's where I'm at with all my shit. Um, just running around like a crazy person trying to make sure I have everything before it's too late for me to uh, get anything. Right? Which is... <laughs> I mean, at this point, I think I'm almost at that threshold. I am at that threshold, but I have everything I think I need. And anything that I still do need, I can get at a local parts store. So That's fucking exciting. Yep, yeah, I'm be excited cool for to have a buggy. Right? I just can't wait for them both to be done and then obviously when we figure out when the how we're trailering things down there there's been a couple different ways of getting all the rigs down there proposed um or over there uh, it's down and over um so sean's officially gonna have my reds right yes that's cool that'll be nice to see them out and about too yeah i'm excited to see those things see how they do uh they're actually I, I checked them out when I had them unmounted, make sure there were no crazy holes in them. Only one of them has a hole that I need to get a patch on. I don't have any of the the, uh, the busted knuckle vulcanizing stuff, but it's really not a big hole. I'm just going to, you know, patch it from the inside, maybe throw some... I don't know what's the better option, to tire plug it and then patch it, or if it's... Jacob was saying that the tire plug isn't rubber and that we should just do the tire patch on the inside yeah. i'm not convinced right. he is use a heavy epoxy uh like one of those rubber cement type of things that yep. you would use with a patch and it's got to be a good one because the reds the carcasses flex quite a bit mm -hmm. so you really want to use a good pa internal patch and it's got to be an oversized patch uh, to get the extra area to get it to seal. And then on top of that, down the road, it does need to be vulcanized. Yeah, no, for sure. But I just, in the meantime, I, I think we'll get away without the vulcanizing stuff. Um, I meant to buy it, but it, it takes like two days to fucking cure along with other stuff. And we don't have a heat lamp here. It's just not a, it's, it wasn't. So I take it that's not a quick trail fix then? 
apparently you can use that stuff for trail fixes. I don't know how much truth there is to it after reading the instructions on how you're supposed to set it up, but... Well, I was just gonna say, it's not a quick trail fix if it takes two fucking days to set. To, like, properly set, I think, but, I mean, you jam a bunch of magic rubber goo in there, it might hold it on your way out, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, so yeah, I think it's just supposed to be so that it doesn't, like, it'll burp. I'm guessing it's going to burp the whole time, but you'll at least be able to get off trail. Yeah. Yeah. But. You know, I think that, uh, it'll work pretty well. Is there anything else to cover on that thing, or have we kind of covered what we've gone through for Roush prep pretty well? I'd say we covered a decent bit, that's for sure. I mean, for me, really, I'm still waiting on parts to come in, order them two weeks ago, and still nothing. I don't know what the hell's going on with Amazon, but... Parts you... Oh, so, that's right, you, you were saying, uh, what parts were it? I don't. I think this was off-podcast. It was, a uh, Shackle. I'm just waiting for the Shackles, yeah, yeah. and, um... Fuck, there's something else I ordered that I can't remember now. Yeah, oh, well, mostly, major thing of it is the Shackles, but, uh... But yeah, it'll it'll be there. Even if I got a laser something out and just bolt it in for the time being, it's gonna be there. So, oh, that's right. You bent one of the shackles, right? Oh yeah, fold that motherfucker. And I mean, I fucked up the leaf too, but the leaf will be fine. Yeah. It's all fine. It'll be good. <laughs> Worst case scenario, Cody. Yeah, just to get it to Roush, if you have to, you could get K fifteen hundred shackles. Uh, at it. That's what I ordered. I know. I ordered, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. Like, absolute worst-case scenario, and then fucking yell at Amazon. Um, you want to talk about a little bit of the admin stuff real quick before we close out? Sure, what you got? Um, I think that we should tell some of the listeners just, you know, what we're going to be doing moving forward because of the minor changes that are coming. Um, I think that Moving forward, we are going to continue to do a lot of guest stuff, but we're going to shoot for once a month one of these with the boys. Um, and there's a lot of uh, conversation to be had with some of the people that we've already talked with. Um, so look for some of your favorite faces, especially after Roush and after Good Evening Ranch. Um, and then we will keep doing the guest stuff. I'm not saying that we're stopping that. It's just going to be going back through a little bit and making sure that we can provide the same level of quality content maybe one and a quarter times better. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for that for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Um, and... Down the road, I'm not going to make any promises on dates or times, but we're going to start trying to work some special episodes in that are going to be bonuses. Stuff we've uh, talked about for ever. quite a while sometimes. I don't know if it's been on <laughs> podcast or off, but like we have some... It's like, been everywhere. Some, uh, some, some uh, special episodes, I think, is the best way to put it without spoiling things. We'll leave it there. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's everything that we've been doing, I think, as a group has been great. I think down the road to keep everything fresh and 
not where it ends up being a stale uh, thing moving forward. Um, it will be good to go back and talk with some people. It'll be good to get some new people. And it'll be good to have some stuff with us. But also to branch out into potentially some new discussions with new people. Maybe even a guest appearance on another podcast. Can't say anything. Oh. Serious, but, you know, it's potential. Okay, give him, give him all the secrets. <laughs> Plenty of secrets. <laughs> oh, you know how Luke is. He loves being a little cocktease. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. Or deny. But if you're at uh, Roush, you might find out. Jesus. Oh! That oh, sounds boy. like some promises that some people are going to try to see if you'll keep. Oh, boy. Hey, the only thing I know is stay away from the white Chevy after about 10 o'clock at night. A white Chevy? You might hear something you don't you want know. to know about. Oh, you're ridiculous. Shut up. <laughs> this is talking about me. I'm like, what is... You don't even have a Chevy anymore. I'm like, I'm all fucked up. <laughs> the only thing you're going to hear out of the white Ford is snoring. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call call it these days? <laughs> Hey man, I don't know, but the two white Chevy drivers parked next to each other. Ugh. Oh fuck off. <laughs> Speaking. Of, oh shit. You're a good dude. He's <laughs> all right. He's all right. I forgot he drove a white Chevy. It's mostly rusty. <laughs> brown. Honestly, I'm just excited to actually finally get the chance to meet the fucker at Good Evening. Dude, this whole time you've met him? No, he's never. He's I've never, never met him. Eyes on 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 Curtis. No shit. Yeah, he didn't come to um, the first Web Wheelers Ball. Second Web Wheelers Ball, he was also out. He missed Harlan, and mm-hmm. he's going to be out for this Web Wheelers Ball because it happens to fall on the family party weekend, if I remember right. Yeah, the uh, the pig roast. Yeah. Yep. So. Rip. Yeah, I think that that does it. Um, anyone else got anything else before we close out? No, I'd say we're pretty good. Awesome. Um, if you're listening to this, I hope you're driving to Roush. If not, cool beans He's anyway. Um, if you're going to Roush, stay away from the two white Chevys parked next to each other. Make sure that you know you brought your ORI tuning stuff because we run specials on that. And always be ready to crush your hornets in your trailer. 